Hello and welcome back to another episode of No Foul Play. Uh, today, I'm having a little co-host episode and with me is my friend Josh. Say hello, Josh. Hello. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about some uh, current events that have been happening around in the NFL. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets. Uh, the Jets traded the Packers 2023 first round pick and a fifth round pick in exchange for New York's 2023 first rounder and a 2023 second round and also a 2024 conditional that could become a first if Rodgers plays at least 65% of the Jets snaps next year. Um, so Josh, I just kind of want to get your, your opinion on this and what, what you think about it. So I think this is a pretty interesting uh, trade considering Aaron Rodgers has been with the Packers for, I believe, almost all of his career. Um, is that right? Yeah, I, I he's think been there is. all his career. He's been there his whole career, and he's led the Packers to many successful seasons. And so the biggest question uh, will remain is what's going to happen to the Packers mm-hmm. now that Aaron Rodgers is gone? You know, Jordan Love being the backup quarterback, they saw a little bit of him last season and had some ups and downs with him. But come next football season, it sounds like it's going to be Jordan Love's uh, time to shine and try to lead this Packers team to a successful season Um, because, as all Packers fans know, last season was a little bit bumpy um, with losing some of Aaron Rodgers' previous offensive weapons. And so I think it will play out really interestingly um, in the future. Yeah, I've got to agree. Uh, You don't really know what the future entails for the Packers. But um, I think Jordan Love showed some improvement uh, from last year and the year before. Uh, But I'm not sure what we'll see from him in the coming season, but I'm excited to see that. Uh, At the same time, what happens to Rodgers on the Jets? Because he's only played for the Packers his entire career. Of course, he's... He's always played well, and he's always, you know, like you said, led them to success. But the Jets are a completely different team, and we've seen the same thing in this happen with Brett Favre after he left the Packers, and it didn't turn out quite well for him that time. But um, it's a different team. It's a different Jets team. They've got a lot of young guys, so it's exciting to see what he'll do with that. But I think, on the other hand, the Packers also have a young wide receiver core with some potential Um Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, I think they're both um, high-potential players that can really make an impact, and I think they're going to make a a big jump from their rookie season. Uh, But it all just depends on that, and I'm excited to see where they're going to be. You know, they're talking about they've got a really young wide receiving core. Um, The two things that stand out to me that the Packers are going to get from this trade is the number 13 pick coming up in this year's draft and Mm -hmm. the number 42 pick being – if they wanted to try to rebuild um, their team and add to their wide receiving core, there's some really good wide receivers that are going to be coming out of this year's draft that were really elite in college that played for some very good quarterbacks and had very successful careers with stats that were breaking records through their school. And I know some of the wide receivers in this year's draft have even set national records and taken home some uh, very high-class trophies um, at the end of the season. And so I think – It'll be interesting to watch, but I think the future of the Packers is promising, Um, even though some people may disagree. um, It'll be interesting to see what the preseason brings, Um, because I know the preseason is always kind of ups and downs. You know, everybody Mm -hmm. on the team's playing, and you'll finally get that 
uh, 11 guys that will play on offense that are your best 11 uh, to yeah. bring out to the field on opening Sunday? Yeah, I think uh, at first I didn't know what to think about the Packers only moving up just a few picks in the first round and uh, trading the, the, that first with the Jets. But I think moving up to the 13th is very helpful. Um, even moving a few picks in the draft uh, – that high up in the first can really make a big difference and help you pick up the guy you want to pick up. And I also agree there's a lot of a lot of potential receivers that, that look good in this draft. Uh, also some tight ends that look pretty good. And I know the Packers have looked into some of that too. Um, but I also think there's a lot of importance in that conditional pick because um, personally as long as Rodgers stays healthy, he's going to play that amount of snaps over the season, of course. Um, so the Packers will most likely also get that pick for next season, which could also ultimately land a, a pretty good player potentially. So I think overall the pack the Packers won the trade. Uh, getting Aaron Rodgers is nice, but you have to remember he's 39 years old. How many years does he have left, especially at this level? A lot of people will even go back to last season and say that his age was showing. Um, I, I agree and disagree. He, he's getting old, of course, but... He lost a lot of talent in his wide receiver core. Of course, Devontae Adams leaving and uh, played most of the season with a, a broken hand. But I still think he's got a lot of a lot of talent left in him, of course, and he's, he's got a few more years left in him. Yeah, that's a very uh, good point, but kind of interesting, um, especially with his age. Um, there are several um, older quarterbacks in the league, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um, and mm-hmm. some people will – kind of make the comparison or make the joke that, you know, what what is the fountain of youth that they are drinking from? Because they yeah. continue to play at the high level and perform and have good seasons, but at some point, you know, their age is going to catch up with them. And I would agree with you that last season it was starting to show with him being 39, he'll be 40 next year. You know, most NFL players after the age of 40 – really slow down and most of them Mm -hmm. even retire before the age of 40 just because their bodies can't physically take it you know playing at that high elite level that you have to play at in the NFL and you know the injuries are going to come and go Um, you know fortunately Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a major one but I'm afraid him going to the Jets if he does have a major injury the Jets may be regretting this trade and that may be the turning point of the Packers getting the better deal of this Um, it's just one of those things that the future you know can only tell what's going to happen and so it'll definitely be interesting to see how his age holds up yeah I agree uh I think uh Tom Brady is of course an anomaly he's one of a kind with his longevity we don't really see it in a lot of players at all uh mostly quarterbacks but even still then it's a rare occurrence and of course I think Rodgers is one of a kind too but I think Rodgers relies a bit more on a, a bit of mobility than Tom Brady does. I think a lot of his longevity was due to being able to keep away from injuries for most of his career, um, slightly better than Rodgers, and as well being a strictly pocket passer quarterback, which has helped him stay safe throughout his career. And so, you know, talking about Rodgers' age, uh, last year we saw the Jets' offensive line was not the best in the NFL, <laughs> and their all. record showed that um, just watching the games you know running backs weren't able to you know do what they needed to do behind that offensive line and their quarterback was not able to have the protection he needed to be elite and so that's one of the things that may hurt Rodgers this season um, and may cause him to scramble out of the pocket quite a bit and while he's got the talent to do it that may 
pose a cause for concern of the injury side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, if the offensive line is not there to protect a quarterback, he can't do his job in moving an offense down the field, and it could result in him getting injured and potentially causing him to retire after this season. Because um, I know with the Packers over the last, you know, eight or nine years, he's always had a good offensive line. He's never had to worry about the risk of major injury. He could always mm-hmm. avoid it for the most part you know the minor injuries are going to come and go yeah but he's never had the big injury that set him out for 18 months yeah uh definitely um I think the most severe injuries Rogers had was a couple collarbone injuries but I'm pretty sure at least one of those years the Packers still made the playoffs so uh and going off the age of Aaron Rodgers uh, being 39, a lot of people compare the situation to when Brett Favre was traded to the Jets in 2008. But there are a lot of differences that I think will be put into play and really make a difference between those situations. Um, one of them being that uh, Brett Favre won his last MVP in 1997 when he was traded, and Aaron Rodgers won his last MVP in 2021 with the year before that being his third MVP out of four. So Rodgers is still in his prime as considered by most people. Um, So I think we're still going to see top quarterback play from Aaron Rodgers as long as those factors, like you said, uh, the line being possibly not as good or inconsistent, um, that could be a really big thing that factors into his statistics and just how he plays overall. The next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Austin Eckler's contract situation with the Chargers. So about a month ago, Austin Eckler requested a trade from the Chargers because he just simply wants to get paid more. Um, his contract's worth about $6 million a year now, and that's 13th among running, back, running backs. So he's just wanting to uh, obviously get paid more, possibly in the top 10 or top 5. And the Chargers just don't currently want to give him that much money. Uh, but he doesn't have much leverage in this situation. So he's thinking about sitting out this season, uh, possibly and just moving into free agency next year for a bigger deal. And uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on this? You know, I think it's uh, very rightfully so that he wants to be paid more money. Um, over the last couple of years with the Chargers, he's shown that he is an elite running back. And... I would have to agree um, with Eckler that he he probably does deserve more money. Mm-hmm. And I know um, a potential landing spot for him, I know the Dallas Cowboys um, have released Ezekiel Elliott or are in the process of releasing him due to him wanting more money. And so whether he chooses to set out this upcoming season um, is you know kind of up to him if he wants to go into free agency. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him get picked up by the Cowboys or even another NFL team uh, for that matter because he is an elite running back and there are NFL teams out there that could, you know, pick him up on an agency deal and sign him a contract and he could be a really big asset to their team and help them be successful throughout the next season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he deserves a pretty large contract. Not the top contract in the league, but he is, like you said, an elite running back. He's proven that time and time again, um, and I think he can make a big impact on another team, uh, someone that who's willing to you know pay him what he wants. Uh, like you said, I think the Cowboys are a big contender for that because uh, Zeke wanted to get paid, but he just hasn't been playing to the level of what he wants to get paid, 
And I think, on the other hand, Eckler is asking for a fair amount and for what he produces, and the uh, the Cowboys have the cap space to make that deal go down. So I think I think that's a viable option. Um, but I think he'll have to sit out this this entire season and just wait for free agency. I think another uh, big deal with Austin Eckler is it was um, seen very widely when he played for the Chargers and having Justin Herbert as his quarterback. He is an elite passing down running back. Um, He's an easy running back to check it down to in the flat, and he'll pick Mm -hmm. up first downs. He's a powerful running back out in open space. And I think a prime example, if he did get traded to the Cowboys, um, the Cowboys still have Tony Pollard um, as a running back, but I just don't think that Tony Pollard – is a running back one or a starting running back. But if the Cowboys could add Austin Eckler to their lineup and to their backfield, I think it would really take the Cowboys' offense to a new level, especially with Prescott still under center. He's a pretty good passing quarterback. You know, all quarterbacks have their ups and downs. But with Austin Eckler, you know, if he was in the backfield of the Dallas Cowboys' offense, I feel that there would be a whole new weapon there, and it could be a big, you know, one-two running back punch with uh, Tony Pollard and Austin Eckler back there. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Eckler is one of the best receiving backs in the league, if not the best, and uh, he could really add that uh, dimension to the Cowboys' offense more than they already have. Uh, I think he'd fit really well in that scheme, um, in that relation, too. Uh, And on top of that, I think that... um, Pollard and Eckler could be a pretty good dynamic duo, you know, RB1 and 2, kind of both sharing the snaps and everything, like you said, receiving snaps, running snaps. I think Pollard's a good third down back, Um, and like you said, I think it would just elevate the offense to another level and really help the Cowboys kind of need that, that little push they need to get to the next level. You know, and another thing with Austin Eckler being, like you said, that critical third down running back the Dallas Cowboys wide receiving core is pretty elite they've got some really good wide receivers that are quick and are really good route runners and so having wide receivers for a defense to keep track of only elevates a running backs game and so with them having those good wide receivers I feel like it could create a big season with Austin Eckler if he did go to the Cowboys um, rushing wise not necessarily in the passing aspect of things but rushing, you know, on a first down situation or throughout the first quarter even, if the defense has to worry about the pass consistently, you know, what stops Austin Eckler from having a 60 mm-hmm. or 70 yard first quarter and really taking the Dallas Cowboys offense and making them a threat early in the game? Yeah, I agree. I think that um, his presence can take the attention off a lot of people in the receiving and the rushing game. And I think, uh, that could benefit possibly Pollard and Eckler's resume. But um, with that being said, uh, we've run out of time for this episode. You have been listening to the No Foul Play podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Darbyshire. You can find me at No Foul Play on Spotify. And have a good one.